Welcome to the Fumble to the End Zone podcast. My name is Sean O'Connor. With me as always, we got Uncle Johnny. Hello, everyone. There <laughs> you go. Uh, big weekend. Uh, after 284 regular season and playoff games, oh, I counted. The NFL <laughs> season comes down to one. This Sunday from Las Vegas, where they just held the WrestleMania kickoff press conference last night. The Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, we could do all the analysis in the world, but my standpoint comes down to this. When you look at all the different units on each team, there's two that... I think when you look at all the different units, one team is good at one thing, the other team is good at another. It all evens out, is what I'm trying to say here. But then when you get to coaching and quarterback play, one team, in my opinion, far exceeds the other. And so, um, I, I, that would be- wait, we don't have to jump <laughs> in the picks right away. But that would be the Kansas City Chiefs for me. Exactly. So that's yeah. You made your uh, your decision based off of that. Well, I Incorrect. mean, different things. I mean, just but like when you come down to it. So let me. I went through this with the guy in my office today. We'll start with the offense, and we'll work our way around. I'll save quarterback and head coach for last. Mm-hmm. Offensive line. I think the Chiefs have a slight advantage. Um, weapons. You know, running backs wide receivers, all that stuff. You got to go San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Defensive line. I think you have to go San Francisco. 2-1 Frisco. I'm, I'm just going to count as you're going. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I got him going too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> secondary, I'm going Kansas City. Tied up, two apiece. Linebackers, I think, are pretty even. Still Overall, twos? Mm-hmm. Um, I do lean with the kicking game being more in Kansas City's favor. 3-2 KC. And then head coach. And then Four quarterback. 5-2. 5-2 in a draw. Yeah. Well, I, I got to be I, I You could even go the one further. Because... I would even maybe give San Francisco better linebackers. Mm. Like it's it's tight. It's close. So 5-2, five, 5-3. Five, We're looking yeah. something like that. Because yeah. the linebackers were the draw, right? Yeah. Yeah, so five two five three. Like I said, sure. I think you're going the right way. I uh, obviously you're going to get the edge in, in quarterback. One guy's been there, one guy hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, skill players, you know, the Chiefs have lost a few of theirs over the years, but whoever stays is obviously still very talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, the the best player on the field though plays for San Francisco. I mean, outside of Mahomes, you know what I mean? McCaffrey's just, yeah. the, the guy's phenomenal, phenomenal. And so that's always the the, the wild card with that. And see, even better than Andy Reid, being a better coach than Kyle Shanahan, I think it's, is Spagnola going to be a better coach than Shanahan? Shanahan calls the plays. And if you're going to say that, I, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the edge to Spags anyway. This will be this guy's third Super Bowl, like we talked about last week. Uh, as a defensive coordinator, 
Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, do we say? Yes, if he wins, he'll yeah. probably be a Hall of Fame defensive coordinator. Um, that's so crazy. to me, that that's that's the thing that I think of. I think, can he, can Shanahan outsmart him? This mm-hmm. or whatever. Do, can, can they come up with a play? It, it, it kind of reminds me, not, not that San Francisco, let's put it the other way around. The, the, I'm not using it this way with that, but remember when the the Patriots, uh, Brady's last one winning with the Patriots against the Rams, what happened with that one? Sean, the Rams had the explosive offense with Goff, yep. everything else, and Belichick went in with a design, uh, you know, he took, he wasn't the defensive coordinator, but defensive coordinator, ipso facto, you yep. know, they all got together, what a play, held the team to three points. Yep. And everybody, would everybody expect to, to go way over the over? And I'm assuming you yourself. No, I didn't bet on it. That was literally two days before the Twins were born. Oh, that was that Super Bowl. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. five years That's ago. That's true. Our, uh, exactly. actually, actually, our doctor was a Michigan fan. So he was like, please just don't go into labor during the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. So <laughs> his wish his wish came true. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, so... I think when the coaches could put their head to it, and I think Spags, will, I, I think he'll have it, and I think that's really what it comes down to. At this point, both teams, the, the key for both of these teams to win is controlling the ball on offense anyway. no, You know, everybody loves a quick score, but I think just wearing teams down the offensively, keeping the other team's defense on the field, obviously, you know, things could happen. Other than that, I don't give a shit who wins. <laughs> I mean, I'll make a pick. For me, I'm not like like you talked about last week. I'm not a San Francisco guy either. I'm not a huge, never have been. It's nothing against anybody or anything. Nothing against Montana or Young or I just they just weren't for me. I, 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 would, I would rather watch the Packers or I would have rather watch the Cowboys or whomever in the playoffs back then. I just never got into them. Um. I think it's their uniforms. I gotta be honest. The the, the color right? scheme, like, yeah, like awful, awful color scheme. It really is. And and even when they updated them, they were still kind of like they're shitty. They just yeah. are. And and look, I don't like any of the new shit that they come out with. So I don't want them to destroy it and do something stupid. But they've always been the horrible colors. They really are. But uh, Kansas City's a, a a historic AFL team going back. Obviously, NFL team winning Super Bowl four. Um, I, I don't know. I just like the, I, I like the team. I like the guy, I like certain guys on the team. I like Kelsey. I like Mahomes, whose wife is now broken into the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Good for her. Always a plus. Yeah. Hey, achieve your dreams, kid. Do not stop if you're dreaming. Yeah. Just keep, keep going. Keep working. And she <laughs> works hard because, wow. She does. Uh, as, pa- as Patrick, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey Brittany, you want to have some sex? Uh, <laughs> okay, we you know how to do that today. I'm Patrick Mahomes. I, uh, listen, everybody can say what they want, and the guy he's a great football player. Everything else, they gave him that voice, and it's just oh god. God went okay. Your father's an MLB pitcher. Your godfather's an MLB pitcher. You're gonna be a good-looking guy. A, an amazing athlete, first five five hundred million dollar quarterback. I think I'm giving you everything. I'm sure he's hung down to his fucking ankles. But uh, 
We're going to give you a, a beautiful wife who has been your support and your anchor since high school. Was beautiful kids. The money. Beautiful kids. Beautiful kids. Just a great life. He goes, oh, wait. But then he says, wait, wait. Before that, he goes, I'm going to fuck with your brother a little bit. <laughs> we're we're going to give him a, another problem to deal with on the side. He's going to fuck later. with your brother. But now say it, Sean. But. But I think if we're going to do anything, nobody's really going to listen to him talk that much. He's not going to be in front of microphones. So we're going to give him Jim Henson's Kermit the Frog voice. That's what we're going to go with. Everybody's like that. There was one angel who was like, sir, they're really starting to develop some technology down there that might uh, cause that to be a problem for him. And God looked at him and went, shut up, you. Listen. Good. And everybody else was like, yes, sir. I know I have a terrible voice, but I'm not, you know, really on anything except for here. Yeah. I'm telling you something right now. I, I don't know what's, I would rather Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, sounded like, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, anything else, basically. Because I just think he, because I, you see, here's my thing, Sean. It doesn't bother me. Like I said, it's his I'd voice. rather him sound like it, Boyd George than what he sounds like. It's just, oh, but everybody talks about it and you can't help but listen to it because everybody imitates it. Yeah. So now when I hear it, like I used to never hear it. I didn't give a shit. Now when I hear it, I just hear everybody in my ear doing a voice. I just can't. I can't stop. You know what? As much as this thing aggravated me, I'd rather he sound like Stephen Hawking's computer. You know, <laughs> he just. And today we're going to. <laughs> I'm Patrick Mahomes. We are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, exactly. All right. Uh, all right. Anyway, get, let's go. Get to our official picks. Mm-hmm. NFL had their honors last night, so I figured I'd go over those awards. Sure, I got none of them. Because I want right. to talk about this. Is I want to talk about this as well. God, oh, you didn't get any correct? Not one. Not one. Not one. <laughs> Comeback player of the year. Yeah. Joe Flacco. Yeah, for three games. That I, that bothers me. It just didn't even make sense. No, I mean he. he yes, he helped lead the Browns to the playoffs. Sure. Once he came back and he played well. Yes. Well, when did he come back? Week six, week seven, week eight? Hold on. I, I think it was it was later than that. Because I believe Watson was hurt for the game against the 49ers, and he came and that was like week four or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe even week five. I think the 49ers were already five and oh. So that might have been like week six. Then Watson came back, played a little bit, and then went out for the year. We had to come back like week eight or nine, right? Whatever week December third was. All right, so even fuck, that's like week. He played five regular season games. Yeah, that's what I mean. What a crap. He didn't even well, play week week eighteen. That's what Sean. That's what I'm saying. I, I look. So I agree with you in, in that respect. Plus the fact that you had another guy who fucking died on the field and game. Who I saw make tackles in the playoffs on yeah. on special teams. What I'm saying is getting in yeah. there and doing shit. The guy died, was told, hey, maybe you should never play again. And he came back and played. So I would give him the the utmost honor of being the comeback player of the year. Or, or yeah. Brees Hall. That's true. Yeah, he had a great, he had a good season. People, somebody, somebody voted for Baker Mayfield. I'm like, well, when I, did he leave? <laughs> well, but I know I think because he went through 
you know, Shorty was on like 15 teams last year. Yeah, before but I mean, he, you know. See, I think a comeback is somebody coming back yeah. from like being away. Or an yeah. injury, or you know what I mean? Well, like, no, but it could. I mean, Joe Flacco came back from just being a star. I, I look, I, and we'll get into the other ones because I think all their awards are ridiculous. So, all right, next, you know they, uh, they shit on other they shit on other t- sports. We're gonna talk about this. Go ahead. Yeah. Next up, uh, Coach of the Year. I know. Listen, the Browns had an incredible season. For a team that started four different guys to make the playoffs, very, very good. They didn't win their division. They Like, I know these are voted on before the playoffs, but they didn't win their division. And if you're going to vote for anybody for coach of the year, I, I know it's for this season. Like, I get it. How does Dan Campbell not get that award? I, I agree. The winner was Kevin Stefanski of the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I, I, you know what this reminded me of? Now, listen, he got him in in a wild card, so a little better than this remind Joe Girardi winning it the year over Willie Randolph. Yeah. Just uh, 76 with, oh, they stuck around. They really should. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The other guy guided his team. If you're gonna say nobody could ever win if they don't have if they had because they have players, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you still got how many teams don't make something and do have players? So you got to reward somebody once in a while. So this this was the Joe Girardi to me. I look, they could have given it to Dan Campbell and then taken it away from him because of his shitty playoff performance. But he should have he should have got it. Yeah, that two years ago he won three games in his first year. Two years ago. Basically, keeping a team together and believing in his shit, even though it was nonsense, you know, come playoff time, and and everybody loves him, and the guy won 12 games this year. Come on. Stupid. Um, so that's 0 for 2, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Will Anderson from the Texans. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud. I agree with that. Makes sense. Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett from the Browns. Big season. I'm not going to question that. Mm-hmm. Offensive player of the year. I'm not saying he's not deserving. All right. Like, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. Like, I, okay. Like, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to give the MVP to a quarterback, I guess it should go to another, like, weapon of some degree or whatever but like it was just like eh, all right kind of feels like everybody's kind of punked out on that one <laughs> and then last but not least nfl mvp lamar jackson well here's my take on it first of all i think it's stupid to have an offensive player of the year and then the mvp actually be somebody who plays offense at a different position i think it's ridiculous if you're telling me christian mccaffrey's the player of the year then he should have been the mvp yeah. It doesn't, it, it, or if you're going to tell me Lamar Jackson's the MVP, then you should have been the offensive player of the year also. Doesn't, it, it, this is where football loses me. And I know people, you, you can't have two different people basically claiming the same award. Now, if your MVP was defense, you get, which they never do, suppose they gave it to a linebacker, let's say, well, then your NFL, then your defensive player of the year should be the same guy. 
I know they want to spread the wealth and this is for contracts and all that stuff. And I just, I just think, but when they, when they go to baseball, you see to me is like, and we talked about this in baseball, the MVP, even if he plays on the last base team, when they're like, oh, you can't have an MVP, then just give it to the best player. No, the MVP means he's most valuable. If you took Lamar Jackson and put him on another team, would he have made that team better? Whether they were at the bottom or at the top. And that's to me how you look at an MVP. And you do that even in the other sports. So let's say the year Andre Dawson won it in, for a last place team with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. The point being, why would you give it to, just call him the best, give away the best player and then an MVP? No, because the title of MVP just is taken. So if Andre Dawson was the MVP with those numbers and you put him on another team, would he make that team better in all across the, the league? And that's the point of the awards. How much better would he be? So not You don't need a best offensive you don't need, like I said, this is all contract shit and stuff. You want to give Christian McCaffrey the offensive play, then he should be the MVP. And like I said, vice versa. You're going to give Lamar Jackson the MVP. He's the best offensive player. I don't why, why, how do you have two different ones? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And also, and now here's my thing. Look, I, I, Lamar Jackson, Sean, pull up Lamar Jackson stats for this year. Yeah, let me give you one second. Actually, pull up the well because I'm going to do something too. Pull up, you know, where you can see also his his other MVP year too, a couple of years ago. Okay, please. And I'm gonna. All right, I got it up. Okay, so these. All right, just give me give me the. All right, so I right, give me his stats this year. His uh, forget about the wins and losses. I guess basically. The, the you know his completions, his attempts, his yards, his TDs, and INTs. I guess. Okay, so he went three hundred seven for four fifty seven. Okay. Uh, for sixty seven point two percent completion rate, three thousand six hundred seventy eight yards passing, twenty four TDs, seven interceptions. Uh, QBR of sixty four point seven. And a rating of one hundred two point seven. Okay, very okay, very. And then a couple of years ago, when he won it again before first, uh, two sixty five for four hundred one with a sixty six point one completion percentage, three thousand one hundred twenty seven yards, thirty six TDs, six interceptions, um. A one thirteen point three rating and an eighty three QBR. All right, yeah, like I said, so even just going back on, on people, I know they give Lamar, I, I always just wondered, like, you know, Lamar Jackson, to me, remember, two different eras, one was, a this is a passing era, even though he runs, before was a a a, a run era, but I mean, Randall Cunningham, could could have been the MVP three times himself. Now he threw yeah. he threw more he threw more interceptions. He did, but when when you when you didn't throw as much, like, I mean he he was two seventy one for he, you know he he barely threw. But I mean and he when people weren't throwing for yards, he threw for thirty eight hundred, thirty four hundred, thirty four hundred, thirty two hundred, thirty seven hundred, high three thousands, three or four times. 
the one year with Minnesota, he threw, and he finished second this year in the MVP. He finished second a few times. 34 touchdowns, 10 picks. I mean, his other times, he was 30 and 13, 21 and 15, 24 and 16. I understand. But what I'm saying is, but not only did he do this, he's the second all-time leading rusher and quarterback. For some reason, football reference doesn't put their runs in it's the way down. Thing. Way down? Yeah. It, uh, down to like, rushing and receiving. Ah, here we go. I was looking at this before. I couldn't find it. Because I couldn't find it earlier either. So his rushing. Oh, but, wait, hold on a second. Year, this isn't him. Who the fuck is this? It's not Randall oh, Cunningham. Oh no, this is him. I'm still on him. Okay. Well, where the fuck is his? What? Is, no, is this? Is this still throwing? Oh, it's still way down. Yeah. Oh, okay. So here. So what was his two years running wise, Sean? Uh, Lamar Jackson's. So his the two first... MVP years. 176 attempts for 1,206 yards and seven TDs was the first year. And this year was 148 attempts for 821 yards and five TDs. All right. What the year he rushed for 1,000 yards? How many attempts? 176. Okay. All right. So that's what I'm saying. So he still, which is a good year, but I mean, Randall Cunningham, the most yards that he ever ran for. Now, like you said, he's second all time. In quarterback runs, but he rushed for four nine hundred and forty-two yards on one hundred and eighteen attempts, and he did the five TD. So what I'm saying is, this guy, you know, and as he got a little older, he stopped running. But his stats were these. He was good enough to. He could have been an MVP three times over. Yeah. And look, this ain't the shit on Lamar Jackson. I'm not. I just. You know, I think they they fall. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know how they. I, once again, here's my thing. I don't know who they would have given it to otherwise. So I'm not going to say that anybody had a really, really outstanding year. Look, quarterbacks are always going to have big numbers in it because now they throw all the time. Yeah. So what separates you? He runs a little bit more than everybody else. Okay. So I guess that does it. But in the same respect, Sean, McCaffrey, I know you didn't like his. his th- oh, that's something that's strong. McCaffrey didn't play, but his total numbers for run blew away most of the others. Blew yeah. it away. So if you're gonna give it to then why wouldn't you just give it to the running back? So that's why I think their awards are just as bad as other well, not as bad. I do you know, there's only a few. I just don't get it. You know, I don't understand how people don't say these these awards are ridiculous also in football and who they mm-hmm. give them to. McCaffrey had 272 attempts for 1,459 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah. And what was his receiving? Um, 67 receptions, 564 yards, and seven TDs. All right, so 2,000 yards all-purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah, and did he play every game? Uh, did he sat out a few games? He sat out one. Okay, so he sat out one. So 2,000 yards again. Just doing that. But once again, it's not a running league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how many times have been Purdy probably dropped back at least three or four times? So that's what I'm saying. So if you're going to get, and, but Sean, I think his 1,400 yards were better than, I, I don't know who finished in second, but at the time when he was leading the league, he was a couple of hundred yards ahead of whoever was second or, or three, you know, whatever. He was already almost at a thousand, and the next guy had, you know, 690 or something like that. So I don't even know who finished second, but a team that might have ran the ball later on in the year. Yeah, I'm actually trying to see if I can figure out. Uh, on, I love pro pro football ref uh, like the pro, 
the reference websites. Yeah. But sometimes finding the shit you want to find is impossible. Yeah. Well, like you just said, I I would never. I started scrolling down. I didn't know Russian was at the end. Why wouldn't it be second? I, I agree. Or why wouldn't it be further down? Like. Or, or why? Yeah, down the line. Why wouldn't it be included with the past? Jesus. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey beat out the next closest running back by three hundred yards. Yeah, see, that's what that's what I'm trying to say. So more than three games worth because nobody rushes for a hundred yards. Where, how many yards did Brees Hall get? I thought he got over a thousand, but I guess not. He fell short. Yeah, he got nine ninety four. Right, he was right there. I mean, for a guy that came off an ACL injury. Yeah, no, he played well, Sean. He played seventeen well. games, sixteen starts, two hundred twenty three attempts, nine hundred ninety four yards, five TDs, um, four point five average. Like, Sean, you got remember that got more consideration for a comeback player. You remember there was a game that they didn't run the ball at all. They just tried to re- when they were trying to figure things out. Yep. Like he got like ten attempts for the whole game, or like, so. <laughs> I think I it was more that, than one game that he had. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. They didn't use him a lot at all. So I even his stats would have been that bad. But that, but this is, look, it's just my point about the thing. Uh, you know, we could find fault in all the MVPs and all this stuff. I think football, by giving the two awards, it's mostly just a contract thing. But whatever. All right. I, I do have Johnny's picks for things. So I'm going to. Write those right. down real quick before I lose them. Well, I guess he could start it off. You want him to? Fuck. Yeah. So remember, we had the Chiefs at plus two and a. Uh, I mean, the, the 49ers at minus two and a half. Okay. So that's what we're rolling with here, folks. Um, I'm not meaning to undercut Johnny, but this the my total points are is actually the number of points that I put in my uh, office picks so i'm rolling with that um but i do undercut him for that so we'll do is we'll do our game pick our points pick and then our mvp and we'll each go first once so for a reminder folks overall pick is worth 10 points uh total points will be subtracted from the overall total of the actual game. So for example, if I have the Chiefs, if I have the total at 45 and the game is at 60, I lose 15 points for my total for the playoffs and MVP is worth 5 points. I think that's a fair number because that's a tough tough thing to hit. I do. Um but going into this for the playoffs, uh, Johnny has 22 points. I have 26, and Uncle Johnny has 24. So everybody is still alive here. I'm actually going to have you go with your pick first because I have both mine and Johnny's, and it could kill suspense. Okay, so what am I doing first? Just the game? The game, yep. Okay, I will take the Chiefs, getting a two and a half. Okay, well, definitely kills all suspense. Uh, we all have the Chiefs plus Chiefs. two and a half. Okay. So Johnny's points will be first. He has 58 for total points. I wrote mine down before looking at his. I have 57. Was not trying to undercut him, but literally what I sent to my office, people I do it with in my office on 
Thursday. So that's I, I was just gonna roll with that. I figured 33, 24, uh 30, 27 could be the final score of the game. Mm-hmm. I go. Yep. 36. 36. All right. Looking at a 23-13 win here. All right. Either way. Wait, what? <laughs> Either what? way. What? <laughs> That's under the under. The yeah, game. you know what, Sean? Like I said, I, I think defensively, I think teams play tight in Super Bowls to begin nowadays. Yeah. Remember, they used to be blowouts when you were real young. Yeah. A few of them. They got real bad. I, I just I, I think teams play tight now and and they, and they're not as close. Well the reason for that was uh, they, the Broncos. They, they don't they don't score as much, I should say, not as close, but but the that's Bron- not you know, we can go back and forth. The Broncos and the Bengals are the reason for that. And the mm-hmm. Bills. If you have a B name in the AFC, you're the problem. That's it. Um and for MVP, I have Travis Kelsey. All right, well no, I'm glad you switched it up a little bit. Um. Uh, did Johnny go Mahomes? You can tell me. He did. All right. You know what, Sean? It's the safe play. What I should have done, because I went heavy Chiefs here, I should have gone with a San Francisco player in case the Chiefs lose. Oh, well, you just gave that to me, and I could have. I could do the same. Yeah. So if I say Purdy, you you. Could give yourself five points there that me and Johnny can't don't have any shot at, and and we also don't have the ten, more than likely, uh, for the thing. So then we'll come down to total points. Uh, but you know what? I wasn't going to do that, so I, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Good play though. Yeah. Would have been a small play. Yeah, I'm going CMC. I like. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what, Sean? <laughs> so you guys took. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go running back. Pacheco? Yeah, go ahead. The forgot the forgotten man. I like it. I almost went Marquez Valdez Scan or Kadarius Tony <laughs> just to be like, wouldn't that be some shit? Taking shit. Well, I gotta be honest with you. I almost went cornerback. Duffy? I was gonna say, just like, you know, going back to the to the to the uh uh who wanted the defensive back for the Cowboys? Back yeah, in the, Rod, it wasn't Rod Woodson. It was no, uh, no against against the Steelers. Yeah, uh, what the, Brown, whatever the fuck his name yeah. was. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was on yeah. a cruise ship for that one. I didn't get to watch that game. Yeah, so you know what? I was going to go corner. I was going to say, well, because I figured that's what's going to. I think Spags' defense is going to play well. I think so too. But all right, folks, those are our final picks for the season. We will review all of that when we're back in a month, but now we're moving on to the bigger story of the week. <laughs> oh, I forgot to look up the numbers for the MLB contract, so well, I'll do that later. Uh, for the uh, biggest story of the past week, all of the craziness going around the WWE with Cody Rhodes, The Rock, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Bloodlines, Royal Families, all of it. So, when we had the show last week, Cody Rhodes said he wasn't going to face Roman at Mania. And The Rock came out. Rock and Roman had a stare down. Pretty epic. Cool stuff. I was a little buzzed, so I thought it was really cool. Then the next day, I woke up mad. I was like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. 
And Johnny was when, pissed too. Johnny and this was is when I knew they had me. <laughs> because as a jaded professional wrestling fan, I should not be mad about a storyline. But I'm mad. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch Raw Monday. Let's see what happens with that. I also had other stuff going on. Twins birthday party Saturday. We all just kind of hung out Sunday. Monday, I wasn't feeling well, so I stayed home. Tuesday, our nanny wasn't feeling well, so I stayed home. So there was a bunch of you know stuff going on and whatever. Monday, Cody comes out. Uh, talking with Seth and all this other stuff about you know what he's going to do, this and the other. Drew says he should go after Roman to finish his story. Which, by the way, I'm tired of that statement. Finish the story. Yeah, me too. His, me too. Here's my here's my reasoning for that. The story ends when you retire or you die or both. <laughs> it should be start the next chapter, or you know, finish this book and start the next volume. What whatever you want to call it, your story doesn't finish when you win the title. It actually has okay. only just begun. Exactly. Ric Flair would have finished the story 16 times. <laughs> right? Truth. Yeah. So let's stop with that. But anyway, they go back and forth on all this stuff, and nobody knows what's going on. They'd announced Friday that they were going to have a press conference in Vegas. Smarter the WWE. Also planned well ahead of time, knowing the Super Bowl was going to be there. They're mm-hmm. not stupid, folks. They know where the media is. And so we're led to say, okay, we are not going to know what the WrestleMania main event for Roman's title is going to be until Thursday. So, Riley has basketball practice last night. I do as I normally do. I go. He goes inside because I can't watch these kids practice because 85% of his team is awful. <laughs> um, and then we, I, I watched the press conference on my phone in the car. Me and Johnny texted back and forth. This, that, the other. First 45 minutes, very boring. Then they get to the end of it. Seth comes out talking in his crazy outfit, talking about ah, a WrestleMania, <laughs> just being Seth. Then Roman yeah. comes out and says that since Cody hasn't made his decision, he's lost his time to do so. So Roman picks The Rock. Rock comes out. He gets major booze. Let's not forget the show opened on Monday Night Raw with people yelling, Rocky sucks. And we want Cody. And at one point, Seth Rollins even went, I wasn't expecting this. Like, with the Rocky Sucks chance. So, hilarious. I joked with Johnny that if Raw was in my town that week, I would have bought tickets and brought a die, Rocky die fucking uh, thing to take us back to 1996. I was going full in. Um, anyway, just with everything over the weekend, and then then you've got all the 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 dirt sheet writers reporting, no, this is the plan. No, this is the plan. No, this was the plan. They might pivot. They might do this. They might do that. No, it's definitely Rock and Roman. No, it's this. No, it's that. No, it's this. No, it's that. Rock made a power play for this. This, that, and the other. And it's just a heaping of, like, what the hell is going on? So, anyway, Rock comes out to, you know, address Roman or whatever as the guy who's going to take him on. Talking up the bloodline stuff. Talking up, you know, their grandfathers made a blood, uh, whatever, Packed that their families would always be connected. So, and she, they put up a thing on the wall uh, on the screen showing huge. It was gigantic, screen. yeah. And all this other stuff. Meanwhile, throughout the entire time, 
Rock was stopping and starting because people were yelling, Rocky sucks, we want Cody. Other people were yelling, we want Rocky. You know, just all the typical stuff. Uh, again, social media was a shitstorm all week long. Just really fascinating stuff from WWE. Then as uh, it starts, to, Rock starts healing up. Calling people Cody crybabies. He was on McAfee earlier in the day because McAfee was in Vegas for the for the Super Bowl and doing all this stuff. And he was like, "You got Cody, you got the Cody fans, and then you got the Cody crybabies." And so that became a thing. I'm sure it'll be a T-shirt eventually. Um, By the way, Shorty, while you take a sip, did you notice Monday night? What's the best part when you see McAfee in the background? And dancing. No, he stands up a lot. Like he, he got, he, he's so into it. He stands yeah. up. He stands. He but, can't sit still. He can't sit still. But so anytime you see the guys in the match, whenever it pans, yep. when they, when they're in the background, he's he's standing up and he's like he just can't sit. He he's can't standing sit. up like a meerkat. Correctly, that you imagine Jerry Lola standing up all of us. Hey, yeah, I'd be like, God damn unless, it, sit the fuck down. Unless it was titties on the screen. <laughs> puppies, puppies, puppies. Um, so you got all that going on. Rock comes out. They they do like the Samoan Five thing and bring it in kind of a deal to like signify they're going to fight for the title. And then Cody comes out and goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is bullshit. And then you're like, oh, 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 all right, here we go. And Cody goes, and Cody chooses Roman. And everybody's mad. Meanwhile, the entire time Seth Rollins is in the background with his microphone, not saying anything to the microphone, just but I'm like, you can't do this. Cody has to decide. He won the rumble. Like this is this isn't how this works. Like, which is what every fan is screaming at their phone or whatever they're watching it on, which is great. Um, but then so Cody chooses Roman, he does a bit of a promo and he tells uh the Rock calls him irrelevant, just like your father, Dusty, was irrelevant. Yeah, I didn't like that. Not did I. <laughs> yeah. Here's my thing, and we're going to get... Uh, actually, I'm going to get to my point after I say this next part. Uh, Cody tells both Roman and The Rock that each of their grandfathers would be ashamed of them for how they're acting, what they're doing, what they're trying to do, which is, you know, set it up for the Anoyi slash Mayavia whatever and the rock gets mad but he gets mad in a way like how dare you ruin this for me but he uses the family thing as like a means to be mad and he tells roadie roadie tells cody <laughs> tells the roadie uh the roadie coaster don't you keep our family out of your mouth basically like will smith Smacks him in the face, and then a big pull apart starts. Here's my thing with this. And I think you're supposed to feel this way. But here's my thing with this. With how much people have made comments about Cody's family, specifically Dusty, over the past two years. I am so, like, the fact that he made one comment, which he was probably right about in, in, in kayfabe that they would be disappointed or ashamed of them or whatever for what they're doing. 
for him to get treated like a bitch because finally he stood up for himself and his family really annoys me and makes me think The Rock is the biggest bitch in the world. So much so that I woke up this morning and I texted Johnny Graham and I went, they got me hook, line, and sinker. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I woke up mad about yesterday's thing. Like, it is, like, I am the most jaded wrestling fan you could ever imagine. I call out finishes before they happen. When we were at, (laughs) we were at uh, SmackDown, me and Shade last year, Finn Balor and Cody had a match. Finn Balor went up for the coup de grace. I said, he's going to miss. Cody's going to hit him with, uh, Balor's going to try to clothesline him. Cody's going to go under it. He's going to hit him with the with the uh, Cody cutter, and then he's going to hit him with crossroads for the win. And in succession, that's what happened. And she went, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, too easy to see it. Like, that's how insane I am as a wrestling fan, folks. Like, I just can, like, I can see it. The fact that it had me mad this morning, so mad, in fact, I bought a goddamn Cody Rhodes t-shirt on the toilet this morning. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm all in for Cody for for, for for Mania. But I was just like, I was so mad. And I was like, they fucking I was even angrier that they got me. Like they totally have me for this next eight weeks. I'm like, you motherfuckers. All right. Well, like I said, and this was good. So I've been busy with, you know, wedding stuff. I went to pick up my suit late last night, you know, the place closed at nine. I went to go get my rented suit at about, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. So then by the time you come home, you settle down. I'm sitting here. This was after work and settling down. I'm looking around. And obviously, where do you go to get all your source of information now? TikTok. Yep. <laughs> so I turn it on and I, the snippet is. Cody Rhodes sitting there saying, all right, well, listen, I won the Royal Rumble. And I'm like, when, when is this from? So then he goes, I will be wrestling you. And I'm looking, I'm like, did I, I, I'm like, I obviously missed something on Monday night that I have no idea happened. So I text Sean right away and Johnny, I go, duh, what the fuck is going on here? Is this, is, is this happening? To which they told me, yes, about the press conference and everything else like that. And, uh, then I watched and I could see a few more. First off, I look, I know it's it's a work. How dare anybody tackle Dusty Rhodes' his name? And, and if hey, the man was the American dream for Christ's sakes. The guy is fantastic. Look, more people know Dusty Rhodes than PMI Avere at this point, who was anybody around and watch him wrestles fucking 80, 90 years old. So you know I I do like what they did now i don't know sean did you see after when they both came walking down and triple h was talking and then yeah and then rocky did the thing tell him not to talk about my family you know we don't want him talking about my family all right so now i had asked this question last night and and i heard your you know you both gave the thing so we'll do it on here so now what does this mean for the match with seth rollins who what's happening there so they announced tonight on smackdown yeah, which I didn't see either. Okay, go ahead. That's fair. So over the <laughs> next, so starting tonight, Monday Night Raw, and then I guess next Friday SmackDown, they're going to have twelve dudes fight. Uh, you have matches to determine the six competitors in the elimination chamber. 
And those six will fight to fight Seth at Bania. Oh, Jesus. Well, all right. Yeah, I got an ad that just popped up in my headphones, and I don't know where from, so that threw me off for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, so the 12 competitors tonight, you had Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Drew won. You had Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton. Randy won. And the rest of them are Logan Paul. And then we don't know who's fighting who yet. So, uh, But you have Logan Paul, uh, Viking Raider, Ivar, Kevin Owens, L.A. Knight, Dominic Mysterio, Bronson Reed, Bobby Lashley, and The Miz. So my assumption right now is you got Drew, you got Randy. I think you're going to have Logan. I think you're going to have KO. I think you're going to have LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think you're either going to have Dominic or Bobby Lashley. Am I, has Bobby Lashley run his 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 run? Like, is he is he about done? What do you, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is he? I mean, he's not really anything. Like, he's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's he's a jacked up special delivery Jones. I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand. Like, but, but he gets into everything. I mean, like, look, they, they tried to make him the bad guy to heal for a little bit and let him run and get a tie. But it, it clearly didn't work. Nobody was interested in the storyline. Yeah. Didn't matter. It was like trying to make the giant Gonzalez champion. Nobody gave a shit. It was stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, so I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Okay, so now this will be this, then you'll have the Elimination Chamber, and then some fucker from there will end up wrestling. Yeah. So best match moving forward, WrestleMania, who would you want to see go against Seth Rollins? I think the best answer is, honestly... Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um, I just think that Seth is injured, as we know, between the knee and the back and all that stuff. Needs some time off. You have him wrestle Drew again. Drew wins it, and Drew does his thing for a bit and go from there. But Seth gave it a good, you know, 10-month reign in the first title reign of that thing. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, go, go from there after that. Uh, you know, you know who I'd like to see, and it's 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 gonna be a a short, you know, an easy way out. But uh, I'd like to see Randy Orton go to WrestleMania again. I would. I mean, I it definitely would be cool for Orton to go. Mm. I think KO and Logan Paul both being in the chamber will set up them having another match at Mania for the U.S. title. Yeah. It, Correct. I th I think they're a, they're a would we would call in the old day folks a feud. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm. um, you can put them you can put them out across the country night in night out, and they're going to give it to you. And then, I don't know what L.A. Knight will do at Mania. Yeah, I feel I Sean. I feel like what you said many months ago when we started this. I feel like he's there, but I just feel like he's too he's older. Which yep. is fine. It's not that he's going to break down, but he's. I don't think he's ever going to receive world championship status. Maybe he gets a little shot at the Intercontinental, some, or it's going to be one of the lesser titles. Maybe he'll end up tagging with somebody. 
I think he's got his still a good three or four year run in him, obviously, but I don't think I don't think he'll reach the, the the top level. Yeah, you you might differ. I just don't think I don't think it'll uh it'll happen. I would like for to see him get the U.S. or the Intercontinental, but uh, yeah, and maybe that that's where they go from there. He wrestles Gunther at Mania. I don't know, but Gunther. You keep forgetting about him, Gunther. I th- I believe it's Gunther. Um, and I, but I like, but he was Gunther. He was Gunther all uh, Royal Rumble. Then Monday <laughs> night he turned to Gunther again. I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening here? But I, I'm excited going forward. Um, after our little hiatus here, by the time we come back for the college football, uh, college basketball tournament, we'll really be like two and a half weeks out from Mania, and we'll have a better picture of what's going on. Um, I think that in two weeks, I'm really going to try to get up for 6 a.m. to watch uh, Elimination Chamber live. What day of the week? Is it a Saturday again? Saturday, yeah, it's 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, they love going back there. <laughs> what? They come from the land down under. Yeah, no, I'm I'm saying they, you know, they they like doing shows from 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 there. Uh, where the hell else are they? It's in Saudi Arabia. They like doing. Well, and what Saudi's I'm saying is, by deal these, they made. No, no, no. I know, I know that. They, look, they're all in bed with each other. My thing is, they like going to places now, almost like football, but where the times changes is just ridiculous. So yeah. once again, like you said, they're doing it. It's at six a.m. You want to wait? Now I know it's a Saturday morning, but it's silly. But people, hey, Sean, I bet you that gets more live hits than it does people watching it and record. Well, what's you funny know? is the best part for it is like the all the fans in Europe, they're five to eight hours ahead of us. They're watching that from like eleven to fucking one, depending on where you are. Like that's true. Don't the place that really gets fucked is like Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> what you got to get up at one a.m. to watch? You might as well just stay up. Uh, yeah. Maybe I remember you remember when the Met, when, when the Mets opened in Tokyo in two thousand. Yeah, games the games started at five in the morning. Yeah, five in the morning, right? Yeah, they were up because oh whatever God. time they played. Well, because I think they played there at a weird. Benny Agbayani hit a grand slam. Yeah, one game two of the set season. the tone. Set tone for set the tone yeah. for the set season. Set the tone for two thousand. That's it. After they lost game one of that season, I went, fuck it, it's over. I saw something the other day. They replayed the fucking Todd Zeal with the Timo Perez, and, and I still. Why wasn't he still, running? There were two outs. It, it, Sean, yes, him running, obviously, but I still cannot believe that ball didn't bounce into the stands. It's fucking nuts. It's just crazy, the top spin that he had to have on that. They hit the top. Now I know it hit the, the and then it just died. And th- that ball could have skinned off the top and hit the kid in the hands because the kid's hands were there. He yeah, pulled they back, there. but they, but they were there. And I'm just saying for the amount of top spin to be on it, they just hit, and then just fall right there. And him not running, fucking pissed me off. And, and then I did, but it, it wasn't even. And, and they he had a chance to knock in Todd. Todd Pratt was at third base. With one out in the ninth, and he hits a ground ball back to the pitcher. Yeah. Anywhere else, so the Mets go up in that inning, two nothing, two runs. Maybe Benitez does save it. Maybe he only gives up the one. 
2015, if the Mets win game one, they win the series. I, I th- you know what? Same thing. It, both heartbreak is both bullshit. 2015 was hard. It was uh, hard. That, that was a tough one. Especially this guy, Chris... for me, you say 50, 50 fucking games. Well, that, that's not even the worst part for me. The worst part is they couldn't get a hit off of, like, fucking Chris Young for four innings. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. He I throws know. 85. I think eventually I could time one. Uh, hey, you know what? Back then, nobody knew he'd make a hell of a general manager. World Series champion. That's it. Six foot ten. World Series champion as a player and a GM. As a GM, yeah. Not too many people can say that. But Billy Bean certainly can't. No. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> um. All right. Over the uh, past week, we have some recent developments in Major League Baseball signings. Not a ton. Still waiting on a bunch of big names, but. In the meantime, Bobby Witt signed an 11-year, $288,777,777 extension with the Royals. That will keep him in Kansas City forever for a long time. <laughs> uh, Clayton Kershaw finally signed with the Dodgers. Two years, $10 million. Player option for 2025. So, he'll exercise that. Jose Altuve signed a five-year extension with the Astros for $125 million, which will keep him in the Astros organization until he's 40 years old, essentially meaning he will retire as an Astro. Mm-hmm. Nice career for that guy, man. Nice career. Unless he Hall just tanks the next five years. Hall of Famer. Definitely. Carlos Santana signed with the Twins for one year and 5.25. Gary Sanchez signed with the Brewers for one year, $7 million. With a 2025 mutual option. Jake Janis signed with the Brewers for one million, one year, four million dollars, 2025 mutual option. Ryan Brazier signed with the Dodgers for two years and nine million. Wandy Peralta signed with the Pirates for four years and sixteen and a half million. Pretty cheap deal. Yeah. He will be a trade piece over the next two years. Who's uh, this? Oh, well, that's I a, feel that's anybody. A deal. I said I feel anybody who signs with the Pirates is that's what they're going to be. They're going to get traded at some point this season. Yeah. Aroldis Chapman, you know anybody. That's what I mean. He'll if he shows he could pitch, he'll be somebody set up man in the second half or whatever the last two months. Last but not least, uh, two-time Cy Young Award winner Corey Kluber has retired. Said goodbye. Congratulations on a hell of a career, Corey. Um, as we do every week, according to the CBS Top 50, here's who's still available. Number three, Cody Bellinger. Number four, Matt Chapman. Number six, Blake Snell. Number 10, Jordan Montgomery. Who the fuck expected any of those four coming up on pitchers and catchers reporting to not be signed. I, to me, the pitchers, it's it's. I know you can get your working, but they really need to report to camp to get. Yeah. It's all Boris clients, by the way. Also, and number the 19, top four guys. Yeah, sure, it, I'm sorry, God. Yeah. No, you're good. Number nineteen, Jorge Soler. Number twenty-two, J.D. Martinez. 
Stop talking about him going to the Mets. We don't that's, want him. That's what they're linking him. <laughs> Stop it. We don't want him. Number 23, Tim Anderson. Nobody can use a talented shortstop. Yeah, they don't want nothing to do with him. I don't know who his agent is. Number 31. Excuse me. Michael A. Taylor, a great fourth outfielder. Yeah. Number 34, another fourth outfielder slash DH, Tommy Pham. Number 35, Gio Urshela, still no deal. Number 41, Hyunjin Ryu. Nice lefty to have to close out your rotation. Number 45, a backup first baseman, DH a little bit, G-Man Choi. Good bat. I can't believe he's in the top 50, but still. Garrett Cooper, 46. <laughs> he's not a top 50 free agent this year. Number 49, Ahmed Rosario. Somebody could use him. Like, even on a minor league deal, like, somebody could use him. Like, <laughs> last but not least, number 50, Donovan Solano. Yeah, Shoney, I, I just, once again, I don't get it. You know, I know these guys can work out. They can, they don't even know where the fuck they're going to live for spring training. <laughs> um, They were talking a few months. Look, as far as I'm concerned, man, you know, Bellinger, he, he look, he had a good year. He had a bounce back year after two and a half seasons of blowing. Yeah. So thank God that you had a good year. You know, how do you sit there and ask for the moon like, where can't you sign a deal to be comfortable with? All right? I get it. I, look, here's my thing. If Cody Bellinger signs, he wants $250 million, let's just say. If Cody Bellinger signs for $170 million, people say, ah, nobody says anything. Yeah. If somebody signs him for $250, they're going to be like, this guy's not worth $250. And the whole time, that's all the talk. Or sign for one. He's not even worth $170. None of them are. But what I'm saying is, you can't get by on that for five years. You're still a young man. Do so five years, 150. Five, I mean, look, the, Altuve was a much better ball. That's what I'm saying. But Altuve is a much more better ball player. Still, he's 35 years old. He's got seven years on you. He did 5-125. You can't take 5-150 and be happy with it and, and 33 go somewhere else. See, here's the bitch of it. And this is what really screws over other guys. Cody Bellinger finished top 10 in all, in uh, MVP voting. So you know Boris is living on that. Look, he's still an MVP caliber player. And he had a great season. 307 batting average. He had a one, and he wants to play. The Cubs want him. <laughs> 26 homers, 97 ribbies, 20 stolen bases. Uh, 307, <laughs> 356, 525, 881 ops. I mean, he played, uh, left field. No, I'm sorry. Center field, first base and DH 130 games, uh, 40 walks, 87 strikeouts. Which is crazy. Cause he was striking out unprecedentedly. Well, it's kind of crazy is. True, but those those two seasons in LA when he was injured, 2020. Mm -hmm. Well, no, not injured. 2020 was 2020 season. Was what it was. Yeah. 2021, he was injured. 
And he still didn't break 100 strikeouts out of 95 games. He averaged a strikeout a game. He probably would have hit 160. Okay. And what do you do in 22? But here's the problem. His batting average those two years, 165 and 210 in yeah. 2021 and 2022. Out- but how many times did he strike out in 22? 150. That's still I, not as I much think as- he was pressing in a contract year. Hmm. I think this year he was like, fuck it, we'll just play. Let's see what happens. And he relaxed again, and he had a good season. The fact it still bothers me. Okay, the numbers are probably what it is what it is. So the Mets aren't going to try to sign him. But uh, why in the world is a guy like Michael Conforto still not signed? Wait, he's not signed? Wait. Uh, I thought you said he signed the two I years. lied. I lied. He, he opted in with the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Because I thought he only signed a one-year deal, too. I didn't know there was an option. He did. He opted in. Yeah. I mean, good for him. But I, I still thought he was just doing a one-year deal to shop himself around. I would prefer that as a Michael Porto fan myself. Yeah, so next year he's unrestricted. But this year it was $18 million. I don't blame him for taking that. Well, of, of course. But I think he could have got a, a multi-year deal with a team. I think the Mets would have given him a multi-year deal. Actually, under David Stearns, I don't think that. I will say this. Trevor Bauer's been making the news lately, going around different podcasts and stuff, Theo Vaughn, a few others. If he's for real, that he would do an incentive-laden deal, I would absolutely, for league minimum, I would absolutely call him. I don't know if the players you do would let it happen. Why? Well, I could. Here's what's funny. Was he ever suspended outside of like whatever? Like it feels like he's being blackballed for something. No, that... no, no, Sean. I don't. I think they would. In other words, when I say the union wouldn't let him. He's he's too good a pitcher to only sign a five a seven hundred thousand dollar deal, even with incentives. But if they're going to say all he can get. No, no, sure. Listen, I agree. Also, first of all, I never understood. You know the guy. The guy was never trying. You know he was going through whatever he was. I don't know why they just let him go. And I understand these things make headlines. And you sit there and it doesn't sound good at the beginning. But he was exonerated, right? It, it was just whatever. So nobody wants to take a shot at him again. Look, he's a freak. I get it. You know what? But so was she. I don't, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. You know, everything was fine. You know, that's what he paid for. That's what she offered. This is it. You know, not everybody launched VCRs thrown at him. But when it happens, <laughs> what are you going to do? People don't like being shit on. It is what it, but what yeah. I mean. But you know what? I... Like, I'm not a bit. I think I still think he's a fucking weirdo. I don't think he fits in anywhere. I gotta be honest. I know people. I hate the antics on the mound. I the fucking sword and the, and the, I I hate that shit. I'm hey, call me old school. Call me whatever. It's garbage. It just is. It's and any time back, especially years back, he would he would have been somebody on your team would have been murdered. Yep. You want to stare down somebody? You want to do that? That's fine. All that other bullshit. Walking off like Conor McGregor. It, it's it's nonsense. It is. It's stupid. Um, 
Uncle Johnny would have hated me as a professional baseball player. <laughs> well, like I said, I would have been the I would have been the cockiest motherfucker that ever existed. Sure, my problem, like I said, here's my thing with sports and being of the age I am and what I've seen. I've said it before. I, I just we, we these times we're living in, where the assumption from the writers who are younger, some of them, even somebody old. Look, Stephen Stephen A. Smith for some reason thinks this is the best basketball has ever had in terms of talent. I, I and I he's he's around my age. I'm like, how do you how the fuck are you how could you say that? Um. I just don't think that they, they, look, you want to say they're better because they just get paid. They basically, they work out all year round and they get paid a bazillion dollars more. Doesn't mean they're better. Um, yeah. It doesn't mean they could have played in that time. Look, could they have done what they, you know, what, what they did? Could they have played just as, I just don't think they'd be the same player in any sport. Uh, where, do you know, I saw something yesterday. I was watching something and I, it was, it was live footage of Babe Ruth taking bat in practice and they colored it up. That's and he was be... sitting there. No, he was taking bad practice. And then all of a sudden, I'm reading the comments. I go, let me see the comments. And they're like, oh, nice swing. He wouldn't have been able to hit in today's game. I'm like, I go, what in the fuck are you talking about? So what are you trying to get better? Yeah, no, he had to, he faced the pitcher four times in a game. He, that wouldn't happen today. And, and I'm listen, I'm just listening to all this shit. I'm like, first of all, he swung a bat that weighed as much as a human being. Yeah. So you know what? Even if somebody was, like I said, the, all of these fucking nitwits out there think these guys are all throwing 100 miles an hour when the metric of measurement is off. So stop that bullshit right there. They're not throwing 100. They're not even throwing 98 or 99. So you can think that bullshit all you want. They're not. The fact I don't remains, understand why the radar gun isn't focused on... Like I understand that they're doing it based on the quote-unquote speed out of the pitcher's hand based on all their cameras and everything else. But why is there not a camera? You know where in front of home plate where they have that little cutout that's that little circle? Mm-hmm. Why is it not a radar gun right there? You're not going to get caught up in bat sweet speed or anything else, but you'll get a true reading of what the speed is roughly as it's crossing the plate. You'll, you'll drop a mile per hour, say. Between that distance and home plate, why don't we measure from that spot? Well, sure, they they don't want to do it anymore because they realized you could look. If you're saying the guy's throwing ninety six or a hundred, you're going to take a hundred, <laughs> even if he's throwing ninety five to a hundred. That's what they figured this out. You cannot tell me that all of a sudden everybody started throwing a hundred miles an hour. We were like, wow, and, and nobody thought thought that there was anything wrong with this. You, you can't sit there and say that for all of the years in baseball, you had X amount of people. You had plenty of guys throw 94, 95, 96. And Nolan Ryan threw 100. You had plenty of guys. Then Randy Johnson threw 100. You had these guys who could, and, and, three, and guys in the high 90s, consist, Clemens threw 97, 98 consistently. Yep. Then all of a sudden you're going to tell me everybody get Jacob DeGrom. Uh, he throws a hundred every fucking pitch. I mean, come on, man. It's, it's insanity. He's hurting himself probably throwing 96 miles an hour at his hardest. It's crazy. So here, here's where I look at things. I go, let's look at everybody that was a big time hardball pitcher, right? You mentioned Randy Johnson. You mentioned 
Roger Clemens, Jacob now. Pedro Martinez, for a man of his size, threw hard as fuck. We could all tell when he was throwing. He threw hard as fuck. And the gun was behind the plate back then. (laughs) So his his shit Well, what's even crazier is his ball had late life. And it moved. They all moved. That's what I'm saying. It, it It would come in and then zip. Zoom. And it would have exactly they would have that fucking drop off, right? And that drop off. Or the jump, or the jump. Yeah, that's the the hardest pitch to hit. A fastball that's coming this, and then it seems to it doesn't, it's an illusion, rise, and that's why guys swing under it and miss. It's it's that drop and pop, right? Like Mm. like that's what I call it. I other people call it. it. But it's that it it looks like it drops and then it pops up. Mm. In reality, it's just leveling out based on the, the the well, physics. Uh, the physics. And the physics. Yeah, exactly. But but he had he had that. He had that zoom. And his fastball, I think hottest was clocked at 98. Yeah, exactly. The playoffs against the fucking Indians, yeah. Guardians. It's like, can we come on? Legitimate 98, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's that's, so he would be consistent 100 101. Every from today's metric in his prime. I love Jacob DeGrom more than any guy on the planet. I love Jacob DeGrom. I hate that he went to Texas, but I understand why the Mets didn't sign him. And I understand why he went to Texas. I get all of it. I still hate he's not going to finish his career as a New York Met. However, Jake never threw 102. No. I don't care how many times SNY posted it. Jacob DeGrom has never thrown 102 miles per hour in his life. Is the ball leaving his hand at that speed? Sure. I don't know what the hell that means, but sure. Exactly. I don't I don't know what that and, and that is based purely on mechanics. Yeah. A guy's mechanics to where he's all the force is coming, everything's smooth, the delivery is fluent. Yeah, it comes out of your hand at hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And Sean. I'm telling you, last year when we talked, because I did not know this, that all of these new ballparks and everything that we talked about it last year, when I heard that for the first time, I was incredulous. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wait a minute. I just thought the radars were built in behind the, because there's nobody hitting, holding guns anymore. You don't even see scouts come by. You see, that's how you know it's all bullshit. Scouts don't even sit behind there to get a true reading because they don't want them to. Because agents want to say, my my pitcher throws 100 miles an hour. This guy does this. They kept, how many times they, listen, back in the day when guys threw hard, they didn't keep stats of a guy hitting 95, 30 times, 30. Like they have that thing, Jacob DeGrom throws 100 miles an hour 300 times, everybody else 40, 50 times. That was never a stat. If you put up how many times Nolan Ryan threw 100 miles per hour legitimately, I don't think people would get how high it is. It's crazy. And the craziest thing about it is Nolan Ryan, for all of his accomplishments, Hall of Fame, his no-hitters, all that stuff, to be really honest with you, not that great of a pitcher. Well, he had control in the beginning. yeah. And that's why he threw a lot. He threw a ton of pain because he walked a lot of guys. And that's why the Mets traded him. Yeah. And um, he played on some shitty teams. So he had a lot of 20 and 16 years, 22 and 15. But, and the reason you get to have those stats, those numbers like you're talking about, is because the era 
was focused on starting pitchers pitching seven, eight, nine innings. If you didn't finish a game, you were a bitch. Well, Sean, he threw 235 pitches in a major league game. 235. And the guy never had arm trouble. 235. He threw nine innings one-on-one with Doc Gooden in a playoff game. We talked about it last week. What a great – and Doc went 10. What a great game. Like, you want to talk pitcher's duel. One of the greatest baseball games ever pitched by by two guys at the same time. And two different ages. It was fantastic. Doc threw a legitimate 95. That's why his his curveball was so fucking dynamic. Doc's fastball, and this is what kills me about him, because he was a no-brainer Hall of Famer. This is what kills me about Doc, is he had the fastball that had the... Same thing. And then he had the Uncle Charlie that snapped like a motherfucker. His curveball was ridiculous. Like, I I wish I could explain it in words that made sense other than... like a motherfucker. I can explain it. Watch one flow over the cuckoo's nest. Watch the scene where Jack Nicholson is looking at a blank TV because they want the baseball game on. And he just decides to make up the game with all the other loonies. And all he says is, Koufax's curveball snapping like a fucking firecracker. Guess what? That's what Dwight Gooden's done. I, I, I watched Dwight Gooden come up. And I've still never been so amazed as just watching. You were enamored on how he threw hard all the time. Like, man, this guy, and you just never realized this curveball. And then he made a start in L.A. against the Dodgers. He threw the first pitch fastball. Then I saw him break off a car. I was like, holy shit. I go to, and I'm looking around. There was nobody I was watching again. I don't think I was watching with your grandfather. It was late. It was during, it was probably the first trip out west or second trip out west. He was probably so it's I go like this. I looked around. I go, I cannot. I never remember his curveball doing that. And it was crazy. Well, 12 to 6. 12 to 6. Just it was nuts. started at the letters, dropped off the plate once it reached your dick. And, and Dwight Gooden, another guy, mechanics were good with the drive uh, of his legs and, and just the fluid. Now, he couldn't hold base runners on either, but still so, in the windup. Fantastic. So, I was working with some of our pitchers last year on Xavier's team. Kids today choked the fuck out of the baseball. Yeah, which which leads you to throw it slower. slower. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's got to be loose. I saw an interview with Doc Gooden a few years back on MLB Network, which I don't get because of YouTube TV, like, we, um, like we've mentioned in the past. But Doc was like, listen, here's the deal. Like, my dad taught me one thing, and Doc has long fingers. He's got the big hands, so yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I've got I've got Trump hands. I can't whatever, <laughs> but long hands, long fingers, you know the whole deal. But he's like, no, if you want that velocity, and Doc's like talking as clean as he's talked in three decades. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> and he's going, and this is why he was Doctor K because he he gets the shit. He's like, no, 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 no. If you want to throw a fastball, you want to throw it good, you want to have pop, and you want to, and you want to take continue to spin and be hard as it's going into the catcher's mitt. I mean, I had Gary there, so he he worked with me constantly on stuff. He was like, and my father taught me this at a young age. He's like, hold like an egg. You would never squeeze an egg; you'd break in your hands. He's like, you want this, this. I'm holding a baseball right now, folks. So I apologize. You want this? 
your you want space between your hand and your fingers. You don't want to choke it. You want to hold it loose. You want to be careful with it. But it's that's how you get the velocity, and that's how it stays tight and it does that. I'm like, oh my god. So we have a couple pictures on Xavier's team. Kids are doing some stuff, and I was like, hey, to one of them, I was like, TJ, listen to me real quick. Two things. First of all, I don't want you throwing a curveball. You're 12 years old. Don't throw a curveball. You're going to destroy your arm. Don't do it. It was like, but my dad, I'm like, I get it, and your dad knows baseball. I've talked to him many times. I don't want you throwing a curveball. If he says throw it, well, I can't tell you not to. All right, but here's the deal. You got good speed. I think you get better speed. You're choking the ball too much. Loosen up your fingers. Loosen up your grip. Let the ball sit in your hand like this. And he's like, okay. And I was like, I want, I'm want. i going to teach you how to throw a cut real quick. You grab it on the lace like this, and you throw like a fastball. You don't have to grip hard. You don't have to do anything crazy. Just grip it on the lace and throw a fastball. It's going to spin because you have, you're putting torque on the laces, and it's going to spin it, and it's going to move away from right-handed hitters. Just do that. And he's like, okay. And so he threw it a couple times, and then finally he was like, hey, Coach Sean. I'm like, what's up? He's like, hey, look at this. I was threw it. I was like, there you have it. And he was like, that's like a curveball. I'm like, only better, because it's as fast as your fastball, and guys are going to dive at that, and they're going to miss. It's like, oh, okay. It like, okay. And I'm like, and if you want any other lessons, YouTube, Doc Goodman. And I just walked away. I was like, if you want any other lessons, YouTube, Doc Goodman. That was it. And that was it. I was like, okay. I was like, he's a great. He had like six strikeouts in like two innings a few years back. Our first year playing here, and I was I walked up to him. I walked up to the dugout before anybody really knew who I was. I was like, "Oh my god!" And he was like, "Oh, like, dude, I'm calling you Doc from here on out." And he was like, <laughs> "What?" Because he was just popping the fucking glove. He, he was Xavier's catching, just popping it, just wherever Xavier set up, pop, 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 pop. And I was like, "Oh my god!" It's Dwight Gooden reincarnated, but he's not dead. Like this is amazing. <laughs> And so, and like, you know, it's funny because that the Pedro, you, you, you have to be loose with the ball and it's the same thing with hitting, never choke a bat. Yeah. Will Clark almost just always said the bat, you can take it out of his hand. As One he was of the greatest hitting, course, hitters ever too, man. The minute you start swinging, you're going to grab the bat tighter. <laughs> so it's just, you know, when everybody's well, the bat will fly out of my hands. It's not how it happens. Nope. You have to be loose. Inertia and natural body reaction is going to take over. Will Clark, by the way, first major league at bat, home run in the Astrodome off of Mike Scott. No, who are we talking about? Astrodome. No, Astrodome. Nolan. Nolan Ryan. I forget how many teams he played for. And he tells the he tells the story. He goes up there. It's his first at bat. I believe Nolan Ryan's first pitch to him was a curveball. And Will Clark looked at the kid. He goes, are you kidding me? He started me off with a curveball? You know, they're like this. So, obviously, the next pitch was going to be like, all right, rookie, 
fucking have this. And he sat on a fastball and he goes, he threw it. And I, I luckily I put a good swing and hit it and the ball went out. The fact that he had a home run in the Astrodome. To Astrodome, Tomo's dead center field. He, yeah, it's, but look, he, he saw it he, and he's just like, ah, well, he's throwing over. You know, Will Clark has that annoying voice. That's why a lot of people hate, you know. Like that, 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 I whatever southern fucking place he can. I guess he is Louis. Is he from Louisiana? I know he played at LSU. That or Mississippi? One of the yeah, one of them. And oh wait, did he? Oh, he played at Mississippi State. Excuse he me. He did. Yeah, he was him a and, uh, pa- Him and Palmaro. Um, and he's just got the thing. He's like, dang, you gonna? He's gonna throw me a curveball. And the cat, I, I can't remember if it was Allen Ashby. I don't know if it was catcher at that time. And he's like, fuck you, Rook. Get in there. And he just he threw him the fastball. He played perfectly played possum. By Will Clark. To hit a ball out of the Astrodome, minus Billy uh, Hatcher, took a lot. I mean, Sean, like I said, if these any of these big time power hitters played their game, you know, everybody's saying today, I'm saying the balls just didn't carry. Uh, it, it doesn't matter how big they fucking were. Cause... I do wonder where the pill was in the balls back then compared to yeah. today. I do wonder because the ball they they call the 1920s the dead ball era. Like yeah. let's really go forward. Like how many home runs would Hank Aaron hit today? In these ballparks, it'd be ridiculous. Right? It'd be, it'd, every ballpark that Hank Aaron played in was 400 <laughs> feet even down the fucking lines. Right. Hank Aaron, like we said, that's Hank Aaron hit a ball in San Francisco that the shortstop jumped up for, and it ended up in the seats. Yep. <laughs> a line drive, the shortstop jumped up, ball ended up in the seats. That's how fucking strong. So can you imagine him? Forget about now Baltimore hitting, playing eighty-one games in Camden Yards. Please, he'd hit eight hundred. He would have nine hundred homers. Yeah. And for all you fuckers, well, he's got a fan. Everybody's throwing 100 miles an hour. Spin rates and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, now, guess what? Hank Aaron would have turned anybody's fastball around, you fucking jerk-offs. And I never saw the man play. <laughs> but I've seen him. I just know the game and the way it is. Yep. It's just to sit there and even fathom that you fucking morons could even say <laughs> Hank Aaron would have trouble fucking playing today. You're out of your mind. Just cause so, uh, a uh, a reliever who comes in with a four and a half ERA supposedly throws ninety nine. So last big thing this week, and folks, this is a surprise for all of you. All right, saved it for last. We never talked this sport <laughs> seriously, but we're going to dive into it a little bit today, and only because it involves our team. Uh not only are the Knicks a top four seed in the East currently with some injuries, not only did they potentially win the OG slash Barrett uh, quickly trade, also getting Prince back with that, but every major media sports service has determined that the Knicks won the trade deadline. Uh, yesterday, the Knicks made a big trade, not a big, not even really a big trade, a trade that resulted in but them. They, 
they they need it badly and it's great for them um but long story short uh let me find the actual trade here real quick folks i apologize i should have had this up already but uh the knicks the knicks and uh pistons had a six pl- six player deal yesterday the knicks traded evan fournier who was getting no playing time anyway malachi flynn Quentin Grimes, who was redundant with Hart on the roster, and Ryan Arcia Deco. Yeah, him. And two second round picks, not even a first round, two second round picks for forward Bojan Bogdanovich and a guy who had played Knicks previously, guard Alec Burks. Burks, who they already had, yes. And the league league wide, every reporter Knicks get a A for that trade. First of all, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, and Arcia, whatever. No, no, I'm sorry. Fournier, Flynn, and Grimes were all on expiring contracts anyway. So they cleared some space. Arcia Diacona, they get his deal off their books. Two second round picks. Nobody gives a fuck about second round picks in the NBA. <laughs> and then it's only two rounds, folks. <laughs> Bogdanovich is signed for two years, scoring twenty a night, and Burks is signed for four. I believe that was his last contract. The Knicks now have not only once Randall is back, and Brunson is fully healthy, which. By after the all-star break, he should be fine. Minor sprain on the ankle. The Knicks now have an eight-man rotation heading into heading into the second half of the season in the playoffs. When healthy. When healthy. When healthy. And Mitchell Robinson practicing with the team already. They didn't think he'd be already? Yeah, yeah. He's practicing. You know, limited. But he's already on the floor. So potentially playoff. Sure. No, Big he... Mitch could be back. That's a nine-man rotation where you have scorers, defenders, and Tibbs-style basketball. Well, their defense has really been the, the key. And yes. They did it a few years ago. Then they get away for some reason. Then they fall into the three-point shot and all that shit. And they, the defense goes away. But this year, obviously, with Brunson leading the charge, just being a fantastic player, they, they play defense every night. Every night. Here's what's even crazier. Last night, the Knicks were down against the uh, Mavericks with no Brunson, no Randall. Missing everybody. Most of the game, 10 points. Hardenstein went out. He's got to be his Achilles. I mean, they had traded all those other guys, so their bench was limited. And for most of the game... They were in it. They were in it. Like so they, yeah, they dressed eight and one got one. He went out before the second goal. So that was yeah, Harvard stopped. Guys. Yeah, yeah, they played seven guys. And there was well, a point least... in the fourth quarter where I thought, oh shit, can they come back? Like it felt like momentum was swinging in their direction, but Luca plus Kyrie and a few others on the Mavericks made it a little bit harder. I mean, if Brunson's there, Randall's there, obviously, maybe it's a closer game, different story, whatever. But I, I'm very excited for the second half well, of the season. 
You have to be because even just like, okay, so the Knicks being a four seed right now, but you got to look where everybody else is going. 76ers are falling apart. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. The Bucks are four and six. The curse of Doc Rivers is still is still looming large. They have played shitty with, with him at the helm. Um, paces are dropping a little bit. I'm just talking about teams behind them. Uh, the Heat, they played the Heat. The Heat's not playing well. So, I mean, a lot of these teams, even though, I mean, they closed the gap. I mean, the 76 is only two and a half games behind the Knicks. But the Knicks are only a half game out past the Bucks, and two games back at the Cavs for second. So, look, I, I think it's going to be, if they can still show that every, well, look, they needed to go out and get scoring. So, regardless, the team can still play the, so you bought in two guys, especially, you know, uh, Bogdanovich, he could score. So you got some scoring off the bench. It lets you do what you need with your other guys, you know, until everybody comes back. But when the team's healthy, there's no reason they can't make a deep run. There really isn't. I agree. From what they, especially from what they did. Uh, are they going to win a championship? Probably not. But, but why well, not? Maybe. Like, no, no, but here's the thing. Why not? Who else? You know, like I said, especially if these other teams start to falter in the East. Why can't they get hot like the Heat did a couple of years ago? Why not? You know, and I mean, they did the right thing too. They did not make the the panic and I'm not and I'm saying a panic move trade even though they weren't panicking, but a trade for a bigger player in here where they gave up much more and and it would have it could have possibly stunted everything. I I don't think Thibodeau wanted that. I I guarantee the players didn't want it. So I mean, uh, you know, it, it, basketball is going to be exciting around here. And you know what? It never came to fruition with the Nets. So, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks bided their time, and hopefully it all pays off now. They're playing well. I will tell you one of my favorite things in basketball, though, is Spurs currently sitting at 10-42, and 42, 26 games out. Fuck you, Pop. I just can't stand that sort of – I can't stand them. I just – the arrogance of the man is just crazy. Look, I know you got to be arrogant. I, a little bit. Look, the guy's won a lot of titles, blah, 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 blah. There's one thing to be arrogant in basketball. You sound like an asshole. Then you, 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 all your, your, your public policies that you fucking, you know, just coach a coach it. Hey, Pop, coach a 10 and 42 basketball team. Why don't you do that? Go fuck <laughs> yourself. And the fact that he started all this shit without playing plays all the time and everything. Well, if Pop is doing it, but it, 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 nobody plays anymore. It's ridiculous. Hey, you know who plays every night? Guys on the Knicks. Guess what? <laughs> Moving up. By the way, if I had to pick a Western Conference team, I always liked the uh, Sacramento Kings. I did back in the day, too. Um, before we sign off tonight, I have a... Uh... Very big parlay that I want to share with you. Oh, all right. It's going on It's as we speak, or it's... No, not Super Bowl. Oh, it's for the Super Bowl. All right, let's hear it. Yeah, the Chiefs plus two and a half. Okay. Mahomes, 225 passing yards. Okay. Mahomes, one plus TD pass. All right. That's attainable. Mahomes, 25 yards rushing. Isaiah Pacheco, 70 yards rushing. MVP! Travis Kelsey, 70 yards receiving. Travis Kelsey, seven receptions. 
Seven for seven, yeah. Travis Kelsey, a touchdown. Pacheco, a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, a touchdown. Brock Purdy, 225. Brock Purdy, one-plus touchdowns. McCaffrey, 80-plus yards, rushing. McCaffrey, 25-plus yards receiving. And McCaffrey, three-plus receptions. $10. Okay, let me hear it. What can you win? $1,548.68. Actually, Shorty, I thought that was going to be a lot higher for all the shit you need. So I went with minimums. Yeah. I mean, a $10, a $10 bet for winning $1,000 is great anyway. Yeah. I would have sworn that was a 1500 to 2000 It feels very attainable, doesn't it? It feels attainable, but I'm saying there's still a lot of things. Yeah. Lots of things. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got 10 or 12 things that have to happen. I got another one. $2.50. All right, I like this. It'll pay out 20 bucks. Okay. Uh, first half total over 23 and a half. Debo Samuel, 60 plus yards receiving. McCaffrey, 60 plus yards rushing. Mahomes, again, 225. Kelsey, 50 yards receiving. And Pacheco, 50 yards rushing. What's that payout? $20.12. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the two for 20. All right. Mm. That feels relatively attainable. Attainable, too. You know what's funny? And you know what? Even on the other one, and I'm not saying on that one, but I'm not putting out the bad juju. Like, you get to something where, let's just say, a quarterback who rushes a lot, like you said, they just set it at 20 yards. You're like, oh, the guy's going to run for talking 20. He peels off about a 115 that never runs the ball, that never has to run yeah. the rest. Never has to. Every time he tries to escape, he gets sacked. <laughs> He might get a yard on a sneak. Or he gets 22 yards, and at the end of the game, he's kneeling down three times. Exactly. And, and that's like, bullshit, by the way. That shouldn't count as rushing yards. I agree. You're not rushing. You're not moving forward. Yeah. Um, But that's all I have this week. You have anything else, Uncle Johnny? No, this was good. We got stuff out of the way. We hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl. Um. We'll have a lot to talk about on when we return for the. I guess we coming back the first weekend. Uh yeah, we'll 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 do a uh, bracket uh, thing the first weekend. We'll we'll lay out our brackets. We'll talk uh, what the what spring training has looked like so far for different teams and yada yada yada, and we'll lead into WrestleMania. All right. And NBA playoffs, obviously, and we'll see what the NHL is looking like. Sure. All right. Sounds good. But I will see you next weekend. I will see. We have a wedding in the family, so that's always nice. And then, uh, so we will see each other. We will. We won't be on here for, with, with with you fine folks in uh, India. Um, we will not be. We will not be. So, you know, uh, you know, hold on to your sandals. We'll be Please. back in a couple of weeks. We'll be, we'll be, hey, we're big. We're bigger there than we are in Ireland. So go figure. Come on, you mix. <laughs> what a disgrace. Man, it's um, disgusting. But uh, yes, folks, so everybody uh, have a good one, and we'll be back in the middle of March. Yes, we will.
All right, folks. Thank you for joining us. We will see you in four weeks here on the Fumble Through the End Zone podcast.